Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said this morning that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said this morning that is according to your will, let it be heard, as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe, and believing obey. Amen. Two thousand years ago, 120 headstrong Jesus devotees huddled together in a home just outside Palestine. And since then, their story has been told at least once a year in worship houses just like this one. Today, you and me and two billion of our closest Christian friends, Catholics, Pentecostals, Lutherans, Methodists, and other Presbyterians united as one, will sit back into that story and recollect the extraordinary hope born from the improbable day we call Pentecost. It really was one of our very best days. Pentecost is when we were at our very best. Do you remember when you were at your best? Your mind might immediately go where mine goes. I think of professional success. I think of the night that I was ordained, for instance. Maybe you think of family high points. I think of my wedding day as a day when I was at my best. Maybe you think of academic accolades. I think of graduation days. In just a few weeks, I will have both a high school graduation and an eighth grade graduation to attend as a parent. They really need to stop timing things up like this. I pray to God they don't time their weddings up like this because do you know what the question is around their graduations? What am I going to wear? And I am not the guy to ask that question. Because believe it or not, at each one of my best days, I was wearing the same shirt. I'm sentimental in that way. The shirt that I wear on my best days is a white button-up. I have no idea how old it is. It's getting a little bit gray around the collar and it's starting to fit a little tight in the neck. It fits perfectly down the arms and around the wrists. It wouldn't look like anything special to you, but it is to me. See, it belonged to my grandfather and he died when I was 18. He was 63 which felt really old to me then, but it seems way too young to me now. You never forget when you lose someone close to you for the very first time. He was the definition of blue collar. He was a paratrooper, and when he came back from the service, he was a road commissioner in rural Maine in the summer, he fixed potholes, and in the wintertime, he plowed snow, and when he wasn't working, he was taking complaints. 
He really enjoyed the woodworking shop in the garage. My mother said it was so that he could get away from my grandmother, but I remember the little shelves and boxes that he made for his children and grandchildren. On my best days, I want to be reminded of him and that that is where I come from. I want to be literally clothed in that part of my heritage. And a similar thing, I think, happens on Pentecost for the early church. See, in the preceding passage, the disciples are all together, if you can picture them, and they are trying to set their newest plan into motion after Jesus has ascended into heaven. They are settling the ledger on the Judas fiasco, and they've bolstered the unit by selecting Matthias as the newest disciple. And they're about to set forward in their very first marching orders as this new community following in the way of Christ. It was truly one of their very best days. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I know how difficult that is to imagine that picture. Almost impossible to imagine. But a closer look at the text reveals the most robust theological imagery right there in the story of Pentecost. It's as if on one of their very best days, God is saying to them, don't you remember where you came from? Don't you remember your heritage? Don't you want to be clothed in it? Don't you want to wear it? Wear your heritage, wear your story like your best shirt. You are about to set off on the most amazing journey in the history of the world. Don't you want to put on the garb of your ancestors? Don't you remember that I and the God of wind and fire. Don't you remember the wind? Don't you remember when I began spinning this planet, I used the wind to come to the land and shape the formless void. Don't you remember that? Remember how after the flood, I brought my wind to the land and subsided those waters. And when Moses needed a path across the sea, it was my wind that pulled back that watery curtain. Remember how the wind has always been a trademark of my creation. It's as if God was saying on Pentecost, on one of their very best days, remember where you came from, remember your heritage. Don't you remember the fire? Don't you remember how when I came to Moses and I called Moses, I came to him from the flames in a bush. And when Elijah began his run and he faced off against the prophets of Baal 
And as they raged against their God for not showing up, I sent a holy fire from the heavens and ravaged Elijah's sacrifice. Remember that? And remember, when I called Isaiah in the year that King Uzziah died, I had a seraph put a live coal on his tongue. Don't you remember how I have always sent with fire? Created with wind and sent with fire. Don't you remember where you came from that I am a God of wind and fire? He has always been a God of wind and fire. And he's still a God of wind and fire. Creating wind and sending fire. That is our legacy. Clothe yourselves in the unyielding fabric of our time with God on this planet. On this, one of our very best days, linger in the enormity of his love. That is what is happening on Pentecost then. God is trying to clothe them with their heritage. Thank God for that. Thank God for the big majestic story from the very beginning until this very day that God is constantly reminding us of, creating wind and sending fire. Inviting us to put on that story because too often we put on the flimsiest stories. I think of our country, the way we function as a country. Next week is Memorial Day and like every Memorial Day, we will take time to invest in the big stories of our history, of our time together as a country. Thank God that we take the time to do that because far too often we find ourselves consumed by the little stories of our history, by the 24-hour news cycle filled with sound bites and half-truths. But all the while, this country lays claim to some of the biggest stories in all of human history. Think about the story of Valley Forge and how those men and women showed the most amazing perseverance led by General George Washington. They endured a frozen encampment for six months just so that they could keep an eye on the British Army stationed in Philadelphia from a defensible location. And they received little to no help from the Continental Congress. And yet they stayed and they held. And when the time was right, they chased the British Army into New York, staking a claim for independence. Can we, can we not wear that story when we think about who we are as a country? Or, or what about the story of Joshua Chamberlain, who inspired the 20th Maine, yes, Maine, in Gettysburg at Little Round Top. They were outmanned, they were out of ammunition, they turned to their bayonets, but those brave soldiers held the flank and Gettysburg was won and the tide of the war was turned toward freedom. Can we not pull that one on? Or what about the lesser known stories like that of Leslie Sabo, a Vietnam War vet awarded the Medal of Honor who was killed in action in Cambodia when his platoon was ambushed on all sides. He charged the enemy and drew all of the fire, 
And then when one of his comrades was hit, he exposed himself to go out and rescue him and took more ammunition. And at the end, he initiated a grenade blast that took his own life, but silenced the enemy. Can we not cast these stories off like dirty laundry? only to slip on the poorly constructed stories of the 24-hour news cycle, ones that divide us into micro-constituencies and attempt to define our way forward. So thank God for days like Memorial Day, when we take time to try on the big stories, Thank God for days like Pentecost when God swaddles us in the big stories of our heritage. The small ones have defined the church for too long. The ones about keeping the wrong people out or the ones that make the church a business. Those stories have defined us for too long. They've defined who we are as individuals too, these small stories of our lives. <laughs> these days we're consumed by what we're going to wear. Masks or no masks? <laughs> I only wish we could be a fraction as consumed by what kind of stories we are wearing, what kind of theological stories we are wearing. No, really, if Christians could only take a fraction of the minutes they spend talking about wearing or not wearing masks and turn those minutes into spending time talking about putting on the story of God, we might have a revival of spirituality that the world has rarely seen. Because God has a great big story in mind for us. It is the story of a crucified and risen Lord. Creating wind and sending fire, that is our story. The one he reminds us of on Pentecost is our story, a story that's filling this entire place with his majesty, with his glory, with his enormity. That's our story. And when we put it on, when we allow that to define us, it changes everything. On my very best days, I wear the same shirt. I don't know how old it is. It is graying around the collar and fits a little tight in the neck, but it is perfect around the arms and the wrists. It wouldn't look like anything special to you, but it is to me. And I wear it to remind myself of where I come from. As we come back to church, this Pentecost, may this be one of our best days. May we be reminded of where we come from. Because it is beautiful where we've where our people have been with God. There is no jacket of hate or boots of manipulation or gloves of exclusion or hat of haughtiness. Just wind and fire.
just creation and sentness. That's it. That's our story. A garment of love waiting to be worn. Amen.